Saturday, February 15th, 2020, and what is going on? Yo, welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries, and um, I feel like I've only been doing true crime, and I, it's not a feeling I have. I've been looking back at all the episodes, and I've only been doing true crimes. I haven't done any conspiracies or anything cryptid or anything like that, so I should have been doing one now since I'm talking crap right now, but um, I'm going to do another true crime <laughs> <laughs> because this one caught my attention um, when I got the message. Again, I use uh, Murder Minute app, which is uh, what I use primarily, primarily for most things. But then I go and I'll, if I'm watching a true crime show and something catches my attention, I'll go ahead and research that uh, particular incident or, uh, you know, many other ways. But this one, I got, you know, I, I get notifications of new true true crimes or some true crimes um every day i get one new one so i got this one um and there's some stuff i wanted to talk about as far as conspiracies and aliens and all that stuff but i will get to that i know the alien heads are like bro we're about to leave i'm sorry but i'm getting a lot of um i don't know a lot of people want to hear about true crimes and i'm feeding them i think i'm overfeeding but anyway how's everybody doing i hope you had a great uh valentine's day uh you know with somebody you love or loved ones it doesn't just have to be a uh you know boyfriend girlfriend or whatever the hell it could be anything it could be all that good stuff you know what i'm saying so okay so today i was going to um well not was i am going to talk about the death of candace newmaker Candace Newmaker. And this is a new one for me. Um, you know, I've I listen I listen to true crime podcasts. I read a lot of true crime books, magazines. Um, I watch the shows, even the fictional ones, because the fictional ones, believe I don't know if you know this. You may you may know. I'm not trying to test anyone's intelligence, but the fictional ones, their stories, like when you talk about CSI or uh, Criminal Minds and all that stuff, they're episodes the where the, where they get their writers where they get their ideas are from true crimes you can look at almost any episode of those shows and it's derived from something that really happened you know um they of course they of course they changed a lot of things as to not you know stir the pot with anybody with any family members or anything like that or or, or you know potential or not potential but any victims or anything there or, or any anybody that may have been involved with the actual true incident of said crime so you know i had never heard this one um the death of candace newmaker some of you may have heard it this is the first time for me so we're gonna go ahead and read it together we're gonna look at it together investigate it together that's how i do a lot of them not uh, not most of them but a lot of them this is the first time i'm hearing about it so i'm reading it with you okay so let's talk about the death of candace newmaker and this is coming from, I'm reading this from Cabernet and TrueCrime.com. I also have it on the Murder, Murder Minute app. That's where I got it from. And uh, just FYI, this is just a, if you're listening to this part, I'm going to start talking about it. And I hate giving trigger warnings because I don't believe in just, it. look, if you get offended, don't listen to me. Okay, I got to tell you straight up, I'm an adult, I'm a grown ass man. If you get offended, if you're listening to true crime, you cannot be a person that gets offended, all right? But I do understand as a parent 
that there are when it comes to children there are things that bother me so yes in in that in that case i will give a trigger warning as far as you may not want to hear something that may trigger something an incident that uh, may have happened or whatever i completely understand that um that's very understandable okay because this has to do with a child and I hate stuff with children, but we have to learn about it so we don't repeat it or, we, or maybe we can learn something from it so we can prevent the next one, the next potential incident from happening. So let's talk about the death of Candace Newmaker. And let's begin. So Candace Elmore was born on November 19, 1989 in Lincolnton, North Carolina. While she was still young, she and her siblings were removed from their birth parents due to neglect and abuse. And the three children were separated and placed into different homes by social services. At the age of seven, she was adopted by Jean Newmaker, a single woman and nurse practitioner. Jean came from a well-to-do family in Warren, PA, Pennsylvania, a town nestled into the deep silence of the Algony, Algony, excuse me, Algony National Forest of northern Pennsylvania. She was known for having a good heart. Albeit she was bossy. Albeit, although I, I think they meant although she was bo- she was bossy. Candace Tierra Elmore became Candace Elizabeth Newmaker on June fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. This is my era. I was an eighties baby, so I was a teenager at this time. She was issued a new birth certificate, stating that Jean was her mother and Durham was her birthplace. Candace was showered with gifts and went to one of the top schools in the county. However, Candace didn't take the new attention well. She snapped at students before and after school. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. That's what she used to say to them. Ultimately, though, she warmed up and began to take root in her new town. At least that's how it appeared to neighbors and friends. Only a few months after the adoption, Jean began taking Candace to a psychiatrist, complaining that Candace's attitude was inappropriate and in later sessions making accusations that Candace was a firebug and that she was killing goldfish what a firebug okay that must be a term that they use over there because i've never heard of it and i'm i'm from new york live in florida anyway candace's psychiatrist once said i don't think she was normal i i don't think she was a normal happy kid she could smile and be real cute then she could be mean Jean was doing whatever she could to help candace with her moodiness going as far as trying antidepressants, antipsychotics, and even amphetamines to combat her attention deficit disorder, ADD. Um, I'm not a big fan of the drugs, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. But none of them were working to calm her. This is when Jean stumbled across something new, attachment disorder. Loosely, an attachment disorder describes a child's inability to bond with his or her new parents. So uh, Jean had gone to a convention to learn more about this condition, and the stories she heard from other parents were remarkably similar to her own. She went to the convention, she heard the other parents say, hey, look, I got a similar thing. So, you know, um, she felt comfortable with it since she felt like now that she wasn't the only one that was going through this situation. In 1999, Jean attended another national convention on the matter of Alexandria, um, Virginia, on the matter. I'm sorry, she attended another convention on the matter in Alexandria, Virginia. She met a therapist who, despite never meeting Candace, stated that she definitely had attachment disorder and that he would rate her as fairly severe. He recommended Connell Watkins in Colorado. 
Watkins, an unlicensed psychotherapist in Evergreen, Colorado, and Dr. Foster Klein were pioneers in attachment disorder. According to their theories, which are accepted by most attachment therapists, the disorder can be traced back to infancy. Every time you are left hungry, in pain, with a wet diaper, if your parents didn't respond to those needs, a part of your brain develops differently and you have a difficult time trusting others. In short, Dr. Klein and Watkins believe that if you could reset the clock and recreate what the child missed in an, as, as an infant, you can reverse their behavior and make them normal, more or less. On January 20th, 2000, Gene signed a contract, agreeing to pay $7,000 for a two-week rebirthing ter- uh, therapy in Colorado. The therapy began on April 10th of the same year. Before starting the therapy, Jean changed or eliminated all of Candace's medication. She was no longer taking uh, amphetamine for her ADD or her antidepressant, but her use of Risperidol and... Folks, I know about these pills because I take them. They were issued to me from the VA, and I've taken Risperidol. A calming medication was doubled the day after they arrived in Evergreen. Jean said this was done to counteract Candace's assaultive behavior. So she had, uh, you know, she liked to, well, not like to, but she used to assault because due to her, her mental health condition. But nothing else was specifically noted. At this time, Candace was so drugged, Watkins later stated that she had a look in her eye like nobody's home. That's insane. After a week in the program, Candace and Jean began compression therapy, where Candace was bound tightly in sheets, head exposed, and was placed on the floor with uh, couch cushions surrounding her. Jean was instructed to lay on top of her, making a cross. What? Making a, okay, making a cross with their bodies. The goal was that after seeing her new mother in charge, Candace would connect with Jean. After doing this for three hours, Candace was instructed to lay in Jean's arms like a baby and to let Jean feed her. Candace did as she was told, and Jean was so happy she cried. On Tuesday, April 18th, 2000, Candace was in Watkins' home with therapist Julie Ponder. The entire incident has been recorded, and um, I have a there's a copy of the full transcript here, and uh, I don't think I'm gonna read it. That's a long transcript. Uh, it's kind of rough. Let me see if I want to read it. I'm gonna pause it. To me, it will be a couple of minutes. To you, it will be instant. And I I decided I'm gonna read it, so it's going to be another trigger warning here. Um, you know, I, I read it first to see, and I had to sit there and ponder, should I read this? You know, we live in 2020, but again, I, and, you know, again, I think if you're listening to a true crime podcast, you know, you really, it, it's true crime. Okay. It's things that really happen. And there's things, if you want to know what it, a true crime was, you can't sugarcoat a true crime. It happened. It's just, it's a truth. Okay. So this is, uh, the timeline I have the timeline here. Oh man. Oh boy. Okay. So I'm gonna read it. And we're gonna go ahead and read it, man. Just man, and then talk about it. So this is a timeline ex excerpts from the videotape of Candace Newmaker's April 18 rebirthing session at the home of Connell Watkins and Evergreen. Um 
unless otherwise indicated, the, the comments that I'm reading are all from Candice Newmaker, okay? So, at 0, 100 hours, that's 12, therapist Julie Ponder tells Candice to lie down on the navy blue flannel sheet and get into the fetal position. So, Ponder... Uh, Julie Ponder says, so imagine yourself as a teeny tiny little baby inside your mother's womb and what it felt like. Warm. It felt tight because her stomach was all around you. Candace was bound in the sheets, the ends twist above her head and held by Ponder. She is covered by pillows and four adults begin pressing on her. So Ponder says, what do you think? What do you think you thought about when you were in there? I thought I was going to die. Ponder says, you thought you were going to die in there? She said, yes. Gene uh, Newmaker says, I'm so excited. I'm going to have a brand new baby. I hope it's a girl. Remember, this is a rebirthing, so they're playing. This, <laughs> this is the therapy. I don't know. I'm going to love her, to hold her, and tell her stories. I'm going to keep her very safe. Every day we'll be together, and she'll be with me forever. Candace is asked, if she believes what her mother is saying, she states, uh-huh. Candace is asked how to make, how that makes her feel. She says, happy. Now, Watkins, if the baby doesn't decide to be born, she will die. When the baby decides to be born, it's a wonderful thing. Ponder says, so, so little baby, are you ready to be reborn? Uh-huh. Ponder then says, come out first. You have to push really hard with your feet. If you stay in there, you're going to die, and your mom is going to die. At 0842, who's sitting on me? I can't do it. 853, I can't do it. She's crying. My hands come out first. Watkins, sometimes it takes 18 hours to be born. 0936, she's screaming. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. At 10.16, whoever is pushing on my head, it's not helping. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't breathe. It's too dark under here. Please quit pushing on my head. I can't do it. Somebody's sitting on top of me. 10.50, she's moaning. Somebody's on top of me. Where am I supposed to come out? Right here, where my finger is? 11.26, I can't do it. She screams, I'm going to die. Ponder. Do you want to be reborn or do you want to stay in there and die? 1140, quit pushing on me, please. She's moaning, quit squishing my legs. I'm going to die now. And she screams. Ponder says, do you want to die? No, but I'm about to. At 1210, please, please, I can't breathe. At 1230, I can't do it anymore. 1240, please quit pushing on me. 13. At uh, one twelve, she says, I need some help. Help, please. Please. Oh, my God. Watkins says, are you feeling the contractions, Mom? Newmaker says, I am. The mom. Newmaker says, I am. At one forty three, where am I to go? Right here? Right here? I'm supposed to go right here? Please, please. She screams, okay, I'm dying. Okay, I'm dying. I'm sorry. At two for At 2.31... She says, okay, I'm dying. Now, look at the time frame here. Okay, I'm dying. At 2.38, I'm going to die. At 3.30, I want to die. At 4.08, can you let me have some oxygen? You mean like you want to die for real? 
Ponder says, uh-huh. Die right now and go to heaven. Like, die right now and go to heaven? Ponder says, go ahead and die right now. For real, for real. Okay, I'm dead. Watkins. It's not always easy to live. You have to be really strong to live a life, a human life. 1707. That's 507. Okay, it's almost, that's an hour away from the last comment. Now there's labored breathing. Get off. I'm sick. Get off. Where am I supposed to come out? Where? But how can I get there? Watkins, just go ahead and die. It's easier. It takes a lot of courage to be born. 1826. You said you would give me oxygen. Watkins, you got to fight for it. At 1950, Candace vomits. Okay, I'm throwing up. I just threw up. Vomiting. I got to poop. I got to poop. 2124. That's 924 p.m. Uh, I'm going in my pants. Ponder. Go ahead. Watkins. Stay in there with the poop and vomit. At 1122, she says, help. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's hot. I can't breathe. Newmaker says, I'm so excited to have this baby. I'm waiting for you to love you and hold you. Ponder. Scream, Candace. No. Newmaker says, baby, I love you already. I'll hold you and love you and keep you safe forever. Don't give up on your life before you have it. At, um, what is this, 32? Okay. So, and then this is about an hour later. Jack McDaniel repositions himself on a pillow over Candace's head. Because remember, everybody's on a pillow trying to be make it tight for her. On this child's head, all right? Sorry. Ponder says, Candace, she gets no response, takes another pillow from Newmaker. She needs more pressure over here so she can't, so she really needs to fight. Watkins, getting pretty tight in here. Ponder. Says, yep, less and less air all the time. Another, how long is this? Three, four, oh my God, two hours go by. Ponder and McDowell reposition themselves again. Ponder says she gets to be stuck in her own puke and poop. Watkins says, uh-huh, it's her own life, quitter. This is to a child. These are, these are, these are therapists. Well, supposed therapists. Uh, there's another hour goes by. No, this is Candace's last word. Candace's last words were no. That was the last time anybody heard from her. McDaniel says, Mama got got you this far. Now it's up to you. Watkins. Candace is used to making her life everybody else's problem. She's not used to living her own life. Ponder, the doctor, says quitter. Quitter, quitter, quitter. Quit, 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 quit. She's a quitter. Watkins leaves, Newmaker leaves, McDaniel takes Watkins' place, Watkins returns. McDaniel says, this baby doesn't want to live, she's a quitter. Watkins tells McDaniels and St. Clair to take a break. Ponder and Watkins discuss someone who is stressed, then, then chit-chat about their dream homes and a million-dollar property nearby that is being remodeled. Watkins says, let's talk to the twerp. They unwrap Candace. Watkins says, oh, there she is sleeping in her vomit. That's where the excerpt ends. So let's go back to the story. 
The scene begins with Candace yawning and, and stating that the, she didn't sleep well. And she's re, uh, she has a reoccurring nightmare that she's being murdered by her birth mother. Candace is reassured that her new mother loves her very much. The irony of this is palatable. Okay, this is... Uh, Oh, this is the, the uh, what do you call it? The, the same thing I read, but they kind of briefed it a little bit. Ooh. So, check this out. After 10 more minutes of silence, they, they unwrapped. They said she's sleeping in her vomit, whatever. Ponder reached inside the sheet and stated that Candace was still breathing fine. Seven more minutes go by, and Ponder places her hand inside the sheet again. She's pretty sweaty, which is good. We could do this forever. Just stay here. Jean decided to leave the room, feeling rejected by her daughter. She and Watkins go to an upstairs room and watch the rest from a TV monitor. The team leaves her like this and even make comments such as, oh, there she is. She's sleeping in her vomit. I've got this uh, snippet of the video footage, which I'm going to use as the thumbnail for this podcast. Candace was wrapped in the sheet for 40 minutes went silent and after 30 minutes of silence Ponder and Watkins found her unconscious and without a pulse Candace is not breathing her face is blue Jean and Ponder try to revive her and call 911 the paramedics arrive at 1106 when they arrive on the scene paramedics found Candace partially wrapped in a sheet with vomit on her face and a smear of blood around her new around her nose she was blue and cool to the touch paramedics believe she was unconscious and not breathing for quite some time however Candace wasn't dead and paramedics got her on life support at Children's Hospital. The following morning, Candace dies from brainstem herniation and cerebral edema. Edema, excuse me. Brought on by mechanical asphyxiation. She was smothered, the doctor wrote, when she was restrained during she was smothered when she was restrained during therapy session. Jean Newmaker pleaded guilty to neglect and abuse charges and was given a four year suspended sentence. What? After which the charges were expunged from her record. Uh, how is anyway? A Colorado judge sentenced Ponder and Watkins to 16 years in prison for their roles in suffocating Candace. This isn't even. This isn't not. This is not even. This, uh, like 16 years. You know, I know I'm not just jury or executioner, but damn. Now there's a picture here of Julie Ponder. She looks like a child killer. I'm sorry. She looks like this fat lady who she looks like she lives with like 15 cats. She looked like I would not trust my child around her. I don't care. Yeah, I'm judging a book by its cover, not because I just read this. But if I saw her, she looks like a person who doesn't care. You know, just one of these like miserable ladies. Let herself go. Doesn't give a shit. Got about 15 cats, 15, 16 cats. She's probably a hoarder. That type of person. That's what she looks like. But anyway, the sentences were announced in separate appearances. In a brief statement before her prison term was made public, Watkins told the court, I feel sorrow, regret, and remorse that torments me every working hour. I failed Candace and I failed her mother. I accept full responsibility. Ponder told the court, I have to live with the rest of my life knowing that Candace was dying next to me and I wasn't aware of it. Watkins was paroled in June 2008 under intense supervision. With restrictions on contact with children or counseling work, have served approximately seven years of her 16-year sentence. Even before the trial ended, Colorado lawmakers pushed through a measure called Candace's Law that banned rebirthing therapies in the state. This type of rebirthing is now illegal, though Evergreen, Colorado is still the hub for attachment therapy cures. And this, this, uh, 
blog that I read was written by Jenna Sav. It's the author of this vlog. Thank you, Jenna Sav. Cabernet and True Crimes.com. Go check it out. I'm not sponsored by them. Uh, they just have some good stuff. Uh, it was written on September 9th, 2018. So this is a weird... Uh, now, it's really messed up. Um, this wasn't like it was a serial killer. It was still... It was, You know, the intention was to help somebody in a situation. Ended up being they weren't helping. Um, I don't know how they got so far with a child that they, they, they thought they could just do whatever they want with this child. Um, you know... And these weren't licensed therapists. So if you, so note to self and note, and when I say note to self, I mean everybody take notes to yourself, mental notes, write it down, put it in your refrigerator. When you go to a doctor with your child, make sure they're licensed. If you don't feel comfortable, I don't care if they are licensed, then you don't do the therapy or you don't give them the, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't do it. Get yourself different opinions, you know, second or third or fourth opinion. If it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, research it, you know, um, all that. I have a, a, a child with ADHD also. I have a child with a slight autism. We go to the therapies. We got the uh, IEPs and all that stuff for school. We got, you know, he has a special learning thing. and So if it's something that I think is hurting my child, trust me, I'm not going to let him hurt my son. Any of my kids. That shit's not going to happen. You think, listen, I'm not going to let them hurt any child. Any child. I can't see any child here. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? So, and I hope everybody's like that, has that mentality. I believe they would. Everybody would protect their own child, protect any child, right? So, crazy, crazy story, guys. But anyway, man, I think I spoke a little bit too much in this motherfucker. But anyway, <sighs> Conspiracy fears and mysteries, man. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe. You can follow me on social media. And guys, look, if you want me to do a video one, I'm thinking of doing one. Let me know if any of you watch it. I got a couple hundred people that watch, that listen to this one. So I figured a couple hundred people listen to this one. Maybe a couple hundred people will want to watch it too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like a, you're not going to see anything special. Just my mug talking and I'll actually have... You know, I have a setup a certain way so that you can read along with me. You'll be seeing me also, you know, so you can have a face to put to the voice. If that's something that, you know, let me know on the comments. I already have a page for it. Um, I don't have, I have an Instagram. I have many Instagrams, but though I kind of stopped using all of them except one. That's the one I kind of use um, all the time now. And, uh... So it's cigar underscore Ralphie, cigar underscore Ralphie, C-I-G-A-R underscore R-A-L-P-H-Y. Don't really like messing with Twitter, but I do have one. It's the same thing, cigar Ralphie. You know what I mean? I got the YouTubes. I do have the YouTubes and the YouTubes. Uh, I have uh, Ralphie reviews because I do review videos on certain things or the things I buy whatever. And I have Cigar Rafi TV. So Rafi Reviews and Cigar Rafi TV. I know it's a lot. <laughs> but anyway. Oh. I'll see you on the next smoke. Smoke.